Hello and welcome to episode 37 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm your host, Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Meisenheimer. We're coming from Thunderbird Stadium. Pre-season training kicked off today for the Whitecaps. It was a foggy morning, so we didn't see too much action. There's a lot of the guys not here yet. A lot of them are arriving on Wednesday. Some more are joining up down in Cassie Grandi next week. But from what you saw so far, guys, what did you make of this morning? It seemed uh, quite intense for our first day, especially uh, especially when they got to scrimmages. Obviously, you can't really tell too much from one day of training and everything. Uh, the guys are just getting back together, getting to know each other and stuff like that. It was good to see uh, a number of people here that, you know, there have been some at least uh, tenuous question marks over. Like, it was good to see Kenny Miller here today. Um, and uh, no, yeah, I think there was a good spirit to it all. One of the exciting things was just to talk to some of the coaches and hear their excitement for yeah the beginning of a new era and uh, yeah a bit of a bit of a fresh vision and a fresh way of doing things in terms of just being uh, you know planning out their week ahead of time and, and being a little more organized and a little bit more on the same page. So yeah, there were some encouraging signs and some encouraging signs on the pitch as well. A couple of things that were actually confirmed today also by the Whitecaps. We should get to that uh, the acquisition of Stephen Bedishore. Uh, from San Jose and the signing of their one pickup uh, through the re-entry draft of Mehdi uh, Baluji. What do you guys think about those signings and how they helped the team? Yes, uh, two guys from coming from uh, playing in San Jose last year under um, Watson and uh, Dasso. So, yeah. And Yallop, obviously, too. He's and Yallop guys. Yeah, Yallop guys. Yeah, that's true. Not even depth that right back is an issue. It's just having having right backs in camp is, is going to be a good thing. So I think Steve will bring um, some MLS experience. I think he'll bring uh, hopefully a steadiness and a reliability, um, but obviously we still need depth at the position. And I think Mady, uh, hof- hopefully, if he's fit, then uh, maybe he can uh, help with some creativity as well. Well, I think he's more of a creativity from the back of the midfield, not really up top too much. He didn't really succeed too much as a, during his time with the, with the Red Bulls, so I, I'm thinking of being more of a depth player behind guys like Kofi and Rio Coker at the back. The thing with Bellucci is, I mean, he's he's had such a horrible time with injuries that you, you just don't know what kind of player you're going to get. That's true. I think is a really good pickup. I, I rate him really highly. I think he's one of the, the best right-backs in the league, so really good bit of business by the Whitecaps there. And he wasn't one of the guys that we thought were, like, really got under your skin, so he's, he's not, like, coming in here with, oh, you really hate him, how could he be a Whitecap or something like that. He seemed to be a decent player or whatever on the pitch. The thing with Betashur as well though is he, he's trying to or he's hoping to get into the Iranian World Cup squad. So if he does, they're going to have a, a pre-tournament camp, he's going to be away. Even if they don't get through the first round, you could be looking at him being away from the Whitecaps from between four and six weeks. 
So you really, really need to make sure that you've got a, a, a good backup. Yeah. And in camp at the moment, there's going to be Ethan Sampson. And the other right back in camp just now is University of Maryland defender Jordan Cyrus. Now, Cyrus was on trial with the White Caps for about a week last year, and we've got an interview done with him, so watch out for that coming up on AFTN. But I, I, I like the cut of his jib. He's, he seems to be an attacking player. He started off as a, somebody that played up top and eventually moved down to right back. He, he, he played at Maryland, so he comes from a good program, uh, coached by a Canadian. Into the final four. Yes. In fact, got, lost this year's final. So it's, it's, it's going to be a, 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 a interesting to see where he uh, stacks up with Ethan Sampson, who's been for here for a full year instead of a week. I know Sampson was highly rated by Martin Rennie and some of the other coaches here. I just haven't really liked what I saw of him. He's good in glimpses, but I just don't think he is what the Whitecaps need in the right pack position. I don't think he's an MLS player. The thing is for him is he seems like a centre-back who's moved over to right back because he's not tall enough. And he might not have the ability to be that attacking player we need from the right back position. I it would be great to see. I, I would like to see Ethan. I, I kind of, I, I, I'm unsure as to whether he'll be able to to, to contribute uh, in the MLS. But I'd love to see him um, make that breakthrough, make that progress. And and this Jordan fellow who I've hardly seen went on his trial last year and now this year. Again, I think both could be options as depth at right back. However, I don't know if either are. Either or together, they provide the cover that we might need this year. No, they, they, at the most, I think they'd be a fifth fullback on your roster. Uh, somebody that could be the backup to the backup when Benisher goes away. The thing is, if, if, the two, if it comes to a tie between the two, uh, they definitely take Jordan Cyrus because of the fact that he's a domestic player, not international. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the, the domestic international situation is going to be interesting to see how that all shakes down yeah. with our roster. Or you, you, well, especially because so many of our draft picks this year have been internationals. Yeah. Although you've got the likes of Calderon who's getting married this year, so if he hangs around, then there's a good chance he could get domestic status. Maybe maybe he doesn't make the MLS side, but I, I kind of hope we keep Ethan Sampson to see if he can progress and can develop, whether it's on, on, the, on a, a U23 PDL contract like he had last year, I think, I think there's still potential upside with him that might, we might get to see the fruits of that. Another season in PDL might work for him. I, I just felt he struggled a, a bit in PDL last season and he even lost his starting place at one point. So before we have a look at what went on in today's training session, let's hear from head coach Carl Robinson, who gave us some thoughts about what it was like taking his first session as a head coach and what players to look out for this week and what he's looking for from not just this week's training, but also pre-season in general. So your first day of training today, Carl. Yep. What was it like taking the session as a head coach for the first time as opposed to being there as an assistant? What, what are the main differences that you saw? I think you, you can have your own stamp on the training session and... You know, I spoke to the guys before, the coaches before, about what I wanted, and I let them implement it, and then I just got in and got out when I needed to put the points across. So, you know, it was a fantastic first day. The work ethic was great from the from the players. I thought they bought into it well, what we wanted, and it was the first step of, of six weeks of hard work. What are you hoping to, to get from the players this week, especially the rookies and maybe the guys last season that were fringe players? What are you wanting to see from them in particular? Well, I want to see a desire to earn a starting spot. I think competition for places is always a must in any team, and I think if you get the players in that second tier working hard to try and win spots, it pushes the players in the team. And you know, I've set targets for these each individual player, and whether they're squad players or young players. And I've said from day one that if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. So the young players will be given opportunities, and it's important they show that they deserve those opportunities on the training field. 
after everything that's happened so far in the off-season, you're glad just to be getting back to action and playing again? Yeah, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to be out on the training field because I think all managers and coaches want to be out here. And I spent six, seven weeks on the phone and in the office, which has been uh, very interesting. Uh, but it's, it's, it's been a, a learning experience. But it was nice today. It's a bit cold, but it's very nice. And just last thing, any I know you won't give us any names, but any players likely to come in this week or next week down Casa Grande? Yeah, hopefully over the next few days and or week or so that there'll be um, some new additions which will be arriving. And uh, usually you, you tend to find out before actually we say anything. So um, there's going to be obviously new players coming in. Um, and when they are, obviously, there'll be great additions to the squad as well. That's great, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> it's a really foggy morning to kick off the first training session here at UBC. From what we could see through that fog, Steve, what players looked really keen and hungry for you this morning? I thought one player that really impressed, especially during the scrimmages, was Marco Bustos. Oh, Marco was really going for it. He was he was really up for it, trying to make a very early first impression. And it's, it's good to see. You want to see that from the young guys, and especially the, the residency guys that's in the camp this week. Uh, Grande Marco. Another guy was uh, that really seemed intense on the pitch uh, and got into a couple of, uh, um, you know, tussles or whatever you want to call it. It was Omar Salgado. I think that's a very good thing because Omar, we want Omar to be hungry. We want Omar to, to, to show emotion. We want him to be aggressive on the pitch, I think. Um, obviously avoid injury, but I think that's a good sign. Though. And it's interesting to see him being uh, put into the scrum as well. I think they're really pushing him to show that, you know, he's going to be a big part of the team this year. Well, I mean, uh, from a PR standpoint, there's a lot of bad things going on. So when yeah. you have a semi-potentially positive story, of, of course, yeah. you're going to try okay. and... Now, although we're saying that Omar was going in hard, it was all good natured as well. He had a couple of really good battles with Jackson Farmer. And like they both had smiles on their faces. They're tugging at each other. And it, it's good to see. And he looks really, really sharp. He, he looks really up for it. And... A lot of the young guys today were out to, to try and make an impression. It was more some of the older guys that kind of, they looked a bit flagging. Like Jay Demerit at one point looked absolutely knackered when he was doing some of the, the sprints. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, at one point he even asked, uh, are we still doing this or something like that about the skipping? And they said yes, and then he kind of had a look, a look on his face that he didn't want to do it anymore. Now a guy that a lot of people were looking forward to seeing in action for the first time, our first selection in the Super Draft, Christian Dean. Now, he looked really good out there, really tall figure, really... Good presence. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, really good presence, stamps his, his authority, even just in the little training scrimmages that they had. What did you think of what you saw of Dean so far? I didn't get to see uh, everything from Dean because I was focusing on some other things, and, but I think it's exciting to have a, a left-footed centre-back, which, uh, I mean, obviously he's maybe not going to play centre-back right away, but I think that's a promising thing for the future, to have a left-footed uh, left centre-back is, a, I think, a huge thing. And, yeah, you're right, his composure, his presence, I think, are all positive signs. It's good to see the, them having somebody young in, in that position that they can groom. They don't have to... And he's going to take some time to get, like, up to speed with MLS. They're not in a, any pressure. And that's where I think they should use draft picks and not put them in a position where they have to be the starters and be able to take their time as they grow into the league. Now Jackson Farmer also looked good out there. He, he's really keen, he, he's hoping that he, he can get a contract to the end of this camp, but that's going to give us six centre-backs. And you just can't see, see them keeping six around. Of course, there is still the option that one of the guys might get sent down to, to Charleston, but there's a lot of other needs out there. 
Jackson Farmer's a, a great kid with uh, his head on his shoulders, good ambition. Um, you're right. The, the, the concern is over where, how this all, how this puzzle all fits together. I, I mean, personally for me, the we need players like Jackson and even Sam and and Marco to hopefully play those U18 games to the, to the, for the rest of the year, and then maybe maybe play some MLS, some PDL, that kind of thing. I don't know if that's enough, but I I, I really feel like those those U18 guys need to to finish that campaign this year. And this is where the 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 cancellation of the reserve league maybe hurts them a little bit because you want them to play in U18, but you also want them to show a little bit in uh, against some MLS competition like Sam did last year. And, and it's going to hurt a little bit, but we'll see where it, they, they could find minutes. I don't see them loaning these guys out to Charleston at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I know they're they're taking it on a case by case basis, so we'll see what happens with these some of these players. Uh, in terms of the reserve, one of the coaches is, we we chatted with him briefly. One of the coaches did say, uh, you know, that they will they will have these reserve type matches against local universities and, and potentially like VMSL type sides. So I I know it's not the same, and I know it's different, but and and it won't require as much travel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think there will be a number of games that. And and the, and the, and the thing the good thing about that too is the. They're, they're the depth players that they have on their roster are young and about the same age group as yeah. those university players. So it won't be too much of a you know gap or whatever you want to say Hopefully. in competition. Hopefully. And if you're playing games against the local universities, UBC, SFU, even UVic, they've got really good players and they're, they're going to give them a really good game because they're going to be really up for it. So I mean, that, that's exciting to see. Kind of disappointing that we won't have reserve games to see. On the plus point, it's good I don't have to arrange my summer schedule around trying to get off to see some of these games. So there's that plus side. I concur. Now, another guy that people were keen to see today, Darren Maddox. Mm -hmm. Yes, the outspoken Darren Maddox, who has maybe gone into good gracious since the whole Camilo situation. Obviously, a lot of the media were wanting to speak to him just to kind of get his take on, on what happened with that interview in Jamaican TV and, and how he feels now but looking at him from an on-field standpoint what did you think of him today did, did he stand out at all did he look hungry did he look fit he seemed to there, used, there seemed to be some struggles uh, on the pitch with him uh, he, 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 it's not like he wasn't trying or anything like that but it seemed like he was there were times when he was the finishing wasn't there and I guess that comes with off-season training, you need to yeah, work on that. First day back. back, yeah. Yes, it's a first, it's a first day back, so I, I, I wouldn't. You know, it's good to see the hunger. I wouldn't worry too much about performance. I think in the first day back, you want to see the the drive and the passion there. The the the, the performance and the uh, the consistency will come. I think in time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will, and we'll we'll kind of get a better idea as the week goes on. We're hoping to do a couple of more podcasts this week. Probably get one done on Wednesday and one done on Friday. A lot of the guys that we were really wanting to speak to today or wanting to see in action today weren't actually here. They're not going to turn up until Wednesday, and that includes Marco Carducci, Kian's Froze, and a guy that I was really looking forward to seeing, Mackenzie Pridham. So we'll, we'll see how they get on when they arrive later in the week, and we'll, we'll do some chats with them, get some stuff for the podcast, and also do some interviews up on AFTN. So as Carl said in his interview with us, he's kind of glad to get all the, the off-season things put behind him and get back to the work on the training field and the build-up to the season. It's been such a tumultuous off-season. We spoke to some of the media members today to kind of to get their thoughts on it. If they could sum up the off-season in one word, 
what would that word be? And what are they looking forward to seeing in training camp this week and any players in particular that they're looking to see in action out there? Here's what they had to say. Mark McMahon now, freelancer, you can find his work on Goal Canada, Sportsnet and MLS Soccer. So Martin, if you could sum up the off-season in one word, what would you use? Calamitous. First day at training camp today, who are you looking forward to seeing this week or what are you looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to see uh, seeing how Darren Maddox comes back after you know his comments last uh, over the off-season there and, and just the way his season went uh, overall last time around. I think he's a, a player still with a lot of potential. I think a lot of people have written him off and I'm curious to see how he bounces back if he does. We have Corey Basso now, producer extraordinaire from Team 1040 and 1410. Corey, if you could sum up the off-season in one word, what would you use? Quiet. First day of training camp today, what are you looking forward to seeing this week? Any players in particular that you're looking forward to seeing on the pitch? I'm not sure if he's arriving this week, but Stephen Betasher, I hear he's one of the better uh, outside backs in the league, so we'll see how he applies his trade here in Vancouver. We have Hesea Chung now from 24. So Hesea, if you could sum up the off-season in one word, what would you use? Downhill. First day of training camp today, who are you looking forward to seeing this week? Any players in particular, or what are you expecting to see out in the pitch? Um, I think I'm looking forward to seeing a guy like Christian Dean and how he fits in. I always like to watch some of the new younger guys, and uh, obviously there's a higher level of play for him, and there's obviously a lot of center backs for him to learn from. So it'll be interesting to see how he does and, and even like what he can learn in a week. So we have Sean Cruz here from CKNW. First thing to ask, if you could describe the off-season in one word, how would you sum it up? Bizarre. This week, training camp kicks off. What are you hoping to see this week? Any players in particular you're looking forward to seeing back in action or any of the new guys? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, uh, I guess, the rookies from last year do. You know, their their second goal around in training camp, Kakuda and uh, Eric. And uh, looking forward to seeing how, you know, the new recruits do. Uh, Christian Dean, Andre Lewis. And uh, looking forward to also seeing the Whitecaps' new uh, right back, Stephen Bittisher. We have Harjeet Jahal here, at Har Journalist on Twitter. Har, if you could sum up the off-season in one word, what would you use? Disastrous. So, training camp kicks off this week. What are you looking forward to seeing? Any, any players in particular that you're looking forward to seeing? Any of the old guys? Any of the new guys? Well, I'm really looking to see uh, third overall draft pick Christian Dean, seeing how he fits in. We know he's a big guy. How does that work for him with the centre-back? Can he play right-back? We'll have to ask him to find out. And I'm looking to see how Darren Maddox is with the media. What, what does he say? Does he offer an apology to the fans? So uh, those two players in particular, I'm looking to see uh, on the first day here at training camp. So the boys are back, they're training at UBC all week and then also on Monday morning before heading off to Casa Grande down in Arizona for three matches. So we'll get a better idea of the players when we actually see them in some competitive games. Hopefully they're streamed. So that's all for this episode. We'll be back on Wednesday. Before we go, just a quick once around the table, tell everyone where they can find you online. Zach? Uh, Zachary AM on Twitter and the movement is Curva Collective. Steve Pander at Whitecaps Beat on Twitter. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Send us an email for the podcast at AFTNCanada at hotmail.com. 
And you can read all our stuff on Canadian Soccer News, AFTN.ca, and also watch for our stuff on Soccerly.com. So it's been a, a foggy start to the pre-season, but I, I kind of I have a foggy notion that the Whitecaps are going to get quite a lot of the young guys into the MLS roster this year. I know it's a danger going for an inexperienced team, but if some of the commitment and desire that was shown in this first day of pre-season carries through for the whole season, it could be exciting. So until next time, thanks for listening, take care, and mourn the caps. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.